All right, Chiefs Kingdom, let's talk about the Chiefs. It's the Kingdom Come Podcast. Podcast. I'm your host, Desmond D.K. Howard. So, let's talk about the unfortunate news surrounding one Tyreek Hill. So, week one against the Jags, Tyreek Hill goes down with an injury in the first quarter, misses the rest of the game, does not return. It was later reported by Ian Rappaport that it was a sternoclavicle, excuse me, a sternoclavicular joint injury. In other words, his clavicle, his collarbone was jammed into his sternum. Um, He was initially hospitalized following the game, which was a very scary moment for Tyreek, the Chiefs organization, and Chiefs fans. Later release said he would not need surgery, so we're not looking at a long-term injury. Then there came the, the questions and reports of will Tyreek Hill be on the injured reserve list. Those questions were answered when it was later reported that he would miss roughly four to six weeks. However, shortly after, Chiefs team trainer came out and said that Tyreek is truly week to week. Now, this brings up one major, major question. Now, despite the fact that Tyreek Hill was injured in week one early early in the game, you know, the first quarter, the Chiefs still managed to put up 40 points against a very good defense. So, can the Chiefs survive and be successful offensively without Tyreek Hill on the field? Well, the short-term answer, the short answer is yes. Now, there's reasons to it, but the short answer is yes. In fact, back in April, when they drafted McCole Hardman, the purpose of that draft pick was to replace Tyreek Hill should he have been uh, put on the commissioner's exempt list and banned from the league. But that's not the only reason why. McCole Hardman is not the only reason why the Chiefs can be successful, at least for the time being, without number 10 on the field. Sammy Watkins absolutely erupted for three touchdowns, 198 yards against Jacksonville. Against Jacksonville. Against Jacksonville. Playing with a quarterback who injured his ankle early on in the game and just fought through it. Pat Mahomes is a tough son of a gun. He's a tough son of a gun, all right? So Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. Sammy Watkins is healthy. Travis Kelsey had a bad game, but not really a bad game, but by his standards, a bad game. We're expecting him to erupt every game, being that he is now with the absence of one Robert Gronkowski. Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in the NFL. And anyone who tells you that he's not is probably a Niners fan. (laughs) But on top of that, we saw LaShawn McCoy come in at the age of 31 in his first first game with the Chiefs back with big red coach Andy Reid. He rushes for 81 yards. Not to mention you have Damian Williams who didn't rush for as many yards but got into the end zone. There's room for Darwin Thompson to get in. Darrell Williams. We have a running game. The offensive line, they they didn't give up 
eh, Mahomes got kind of beat up. He got kind of beat up in that first game. The offensive line gets better, protects him, lets him sit in the pocket and show that progress that he has made since last season. And we'll be fine for the next four to six weeks. We'll be fine. Also, I mean, at least for week two, we're playing Oakland. Yeah, they won last week amidst amidst the uh, news with Antonio Brown and that entire mess that happened over there. But they were playing the Broncos. They were playing a Broncos team who, don't get me wrong, defensively, they're great. They're great defensively. So, especially that pass rush, you know, with Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. So, I don't know if the Chiefs pass rush is going to get to Derek Carr all that much. That that Raiders offensive line looked pretty nice. However, we're still talking about a team who last season averaged 35 points a game. And then last week against a top five defense, a top five defense, put up 40 points. 40 points. And some people will say, well, it was week one. Jacksonville canceled practice uh, before the game because of the hurricane. Yeah, yeah. They've been they've known this game was on the docket since they released the schedules. The core defensive players, the stars on that defense, have been looking forward to this game since last year. If you caught... The show when I had my buddy Amon Lot on, which was actually last week before the game, even he said he feels as though those defensive players, those defensive guys in Jacksonville would come out and play with a chip on their shoulder. It just didn't work out for him that way. There's nothing more you can really say about it. It is what it is. So we won't look at it like this. So for the next four weeks. Next four weeks, we've got Oakland on the road. It's Sunday. Then the Ravens come come to town. If it comes down to Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson in a shootout, I'm taking Mahomes nine times out of ten. All right, nothing against Lamar Jackson, but Mahomes is just that much more of a special talent. All right, he's something completely different, something completely special. Something that I personally have never seen before in my lifetime. Right? And after that, it traveled to Detroit to take on the Lions. Now, the Lions, Matt Patricia is the head coach. He comes off the Belichick tree. You you know, Belichick seems to be a thorn in the side of every coach, every team that he's ever faced. But that doesn't always reign true for the people that come off of his coaching staff to be head coaches. Josh McDaniel went to Denver. Horrible time. Ended up going back to be the offense coordinator. Matt Patricia, yeah, an all right season last year with um with Detroit. Mike Vrabel down in Tennessee, though he didn't come off of the Belichick coaching tree, he played the majority of his career under Belichick. So he still understands how Belichick worked the game, that entire process, the Patriot way, the way to win. Right, Brian Flores, who was just last season the defensive coordinator for the Patriots, is now down in Miami, and they absolutely got steamrolled. Granted, they're probably the least talented team in the NFL, but I digress. We play the Detroit Lions in Detroit. 
that might be a bit of a challenge considering Matt Patricia also shut down Tom Brady and the Patriots last year. But again, a 42-year-old Tom Brady isn't the 24-year-old Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is something serious and something people need to take notice of if they already have it. The next week, we play in Arrowhead Stadium with the sea of red going crazy, possibly going for another uh, decibel record. Let's go ahead and go for that one. Against the Andrew Luckless Colts. My bad. The Andrew Luckless Colts. The Indianapolis Colts come into town with Jacoby Brissett. Which again, no disrespect to, to Jacoby. Good talent. But he's not Andrew Luck. Right? He's not Andrew Luck by any stretch of the imagination. So that's the next four weeks for the Chiefs. Now let's assume it becomes six weeks. After that, you have the Texans coming to Arrowhead. Then, the Broncos. I really think with the talent, Sammy Watkins is healthy. Travis Kelsey is healthy. LaShawn McCoy looked great. Damian Williams, you know, he did what he was supposed to do. I think Darwin Thompson gets in there more. You got opportunities for McCole Hardman to get in there and make some plays. You've got opportunities for even a guy like D'Anthony Thomas to come in and make some plays. We got all of these different uh, reverses and touch passes that we run out of Coach Reed's offense. A guy like D'Anthony Thomas is perfect for that. He's very quick, very agile. That's what made. That's what got him to the NFL. If you remember his days at Oregon. So the next four to six weeks. The Chiefs don't necessarily have the toughest schedule. Not necessarily the toughest schedule. The The strength of our schedule is in the back end. Right? So, what's that? Week 6, 7, so 8, 9, 10, week 11. Week 11, right? We'll play the Chargers. On the road. I think that's the game that's in Mexico City. Right? That's our next real big, tough game. Other than, you know, the Packers, but they're coming into Arrowhead. The Vikings, they're coming into Arrowhead. The Titans, we don't really know how they're going to play out. Derrick Henry could have a repeat of his last season. Who knows? Mariota is a contract year for him. So, he's going to give it at all. And that's on the road, but... Again, also, I believe by that time, that defense gels. That defense gels. You've got Morris Claiborne back. That secondary starts to look a little bit better. Because I don't think they're going to be as bad as what we fear. I don't think they'll be as bad as what we fear. So, it's not until week 11, right before the bye week, where we have another true challenge against another top contending team in the AFC. Then we have a bye week. Then we play the Raiders at home. Well, we know Andy Reid's track record after a bye week. Man, pro- practically never loses. If you give him two weeks to prepare to prepare for a team, the man's not going to lose. And then there's the Patriots, who by week, f- what's that, 14? Mm-hmm. Yeah, week 14 may or may not have Antonio Brown. Who knows? 
whether it's from the most recent news about Antonio Brown and his accusations of sexual assault and rape that removes him from the team or something else that he does off the field. I don't know. Just the actions that he took in the last year in Pittsburgh and during training camp in Oakland, I don't think he lasts all that long in New England. I just don't. I think he's reaching that prima donna stage of being a star wide receiver, that true prima donna stage, that flair and the attitude that comes along with it that had many people upset with Antonio, not Antonio, not him, but him, <laughs> but uh, also Odell Beckham, guys like Randy Moss, Chad Ochocinco, Terrell Owens. These are the type of guys that caught slack for knowing how good they were and letting other people know, which I personally don't see a problem with that, but being that it is a teen sport and being that we're talking about New England where probably the most selfless locker room in the NFL, I just don't know how long he will last in New England. So that's week 14. Then we finish out the season at home against the Broncos. On the road against a very tough Bears team in Chicago right before Christmas. Probably going to be cold, snowy. That should be a great game. Who can't wait for that one. And then close out the season at home right before New Year's. The Chargers come into Arrowhead. Hopefully it snows. (laughs) But back to this week. The Raiders. Raiders look good against the Broncos. Offensive line held up, kept Derek Carr on on his feet, kept his jersey clean. Pass rush didn't get to him. Tyrell Williams had a great game as a re- at at the receiver position. Rookie Josh Jacobs out of Alabama had a really good great game for his NFL debut. Over 80 yards rushing and two touchdowns. I'll take that any day. I'll take that as a as a fifth year man, right? Let alone in my NFL my NFL debut. So, they've got it offensively, but again, you don't want this to be a shootout if you're an Oakland fan. If this becomes a shootout, well, we we, we know what happens when teams try to get into shootouts with, a team, with this Chiefs offense. That last year, I'm going to say this again, last year, over 16 games, over the course of 16 regular season games, averaged, averaged. That means they had games where they scored more, and they had games where they scored less. And this is just where it averages out, where you meet in the middle. Averaged 35 points a game. You know how hard it is for an opposing team to overcome 35 points a game on a weekly basis? Like, every week? That's difficult to overcome. That is offensive firepower like no one has... No one has seen. That's offensive firepower that keeps head coaches, defensive coordinators, opposing quarterbacks, and everyone on the defense awake at night. That's the kind of firepower the Chiefs currently have offensively. And what did they do in offseason? They added to the firepower. They added more players. They added another piece to the Legion of Zoom. Before it was 
Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes. That was the big three. Sammy Watkins was always hurt. We had Kareem Hunt. He got booted out of Kansas City. Damian Williams came in like he didn't miss a beat. We had this firepower. Now we've got a healthy Sammy Watkins. And now he's go- now Sammy Watkins is starting to look like rookie Sammy Watkins in Buffalo. Which was his best season until now. This That's his best season to this point in his NFL career was his rookie year in Buffalo. Since then, he's been injured, switching teams, switching coaches, left and right. He just can't find stability. Now he's healthy. He's in a stable situation. Let's see what he can do. If he stays healthy, I honestly believe Tyreek's got something to worry about as far as being the number one option. But last year, it was, even if he had been healthy, we're still not calling this receiving core the Legion of Zoom. What makes this the Legion of Zoom is the addition of Nicole Hardman. They bring back DeAnthony Thomas, who's a speedster in his own right. Never healthy, but he's incredibly fast. So we've got all of this speed at the receiver position. We've got Travis Kelsey, who's 6'5", but plays like he's 7'2", when you throw the ball in the air to him. He just goes up. If you if you put it in the air, it seems like he always comes down with it, and I love it. Sean McCoy looks great. Damian Williams looks great. I really want to see Darwin Thompson on the field. I've liked him since preseason week one. Since week one of the preseason, I liked what he had to offer. I like his skill set. I like that he has the burst to just make the big bang plays. He's a small guy, but he's not afraid to go between the tackles. Love it. And I want to see it on the field. It's old school football. I love that. I want to see it. But offensively, we had the firepower to maintain for the until Tyree gets back. So... Again, Oakland looked good against Denver. Offensive line held up, which means they're probably going to put up some points. If we can't get to Derek Carr and knock him off his spot or get or or take him down, he's going to have time to find guys like Tyrell Williams, who last year with the Chargers was a problem for the Chiefs defense. And the secondary, we know, isn't our strong suit. Josh Jacobs, I'm not sure if he's going to have as big of a game because the Broncos run a, a 3-4. They run that pass rush defense with Bradley Chubb and Von Miller on the outside. In all honesty, think about it like this, right? Leonard Fournette looked good last week. But that 4-3, this 4-3 this defense, this change in the defensive scheme, bringing in uh, Coach Spags, it did its job. Understand that Gashawn McCoy ran for 81 yards. Right, the entire Jacksonville Jaguars offense rushed for 81 yards. I think that's a good game for a running defense. For a rush defense, that's a great game. Granted, we were putting up points left and right, so they had no choice but to pass the ball to try and keep up. See what I mean? This offense puts up enough points that you're going to have to make Derek Carr throw 30, 40 times just to keep up. And the more he does that, some of these plays, coverage is going to just 
disguise itself. Coverage may hold up long enough for Frank Clark, Chris Jones, Derek Naughty, Alex Oak, all of them. For somebody, somebody's gonna get home at least once. Somebody's gonna get home. Uh, Frank Clark may end up with another interception. We might force a fumble. Who knows? Who knows? But at some point, it's all gonna click. But again, Chiefs Kingdom, do not fret, do not worry. We have the offensive firepower to hold steady until Tyreek returns healthy. Hopefully that is sooner rather than later. Mainly because he just makes the Chiefs more fun to watch. He does. He does way too much. He's capable of way too many things for him not to be on the field. It's more interesting football when he is on the field. But other than that, this has been Kingdom Come Podcast. I'll see y'all next week.